Willkommen, bienvenue, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the perfectly pronounced podcast whose prescient prefix shall remain precise until its final production. But I prattle. That's very good. <laughs> uh, my name is John. I am your host this evening, and I am drinking tonight an old-fashioned, which I've gotten much better at making, mainly thanks to this podcast, and it is truly delicious. And locked in with me today, we have... And I'm Mickety Tickety Tin Mike Collins, um, and I am very, very worried about this episode already because of some mm. WhatsApp messages that John sent me about <laughs> how um, his Jiminy Cricket conscience, Tony, uh, suggested that he perhaps veto it in the interests of uh, taste and humanity. Uh, and I'm drinking a uh, an Elvis AF. It's a non-alcoholic take on Brewdog's delicious uh, path to unconsciousness Elvis juice, and um, it's a... Uh, it's really good. It's really quite good. It's definitely not Elvis juice, but it tastes, it's in the right ballpark flavor-wise. Um, it's very nice. We're, we're doing um, damp January, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you saw my comment, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Damp January, so, it's a great name. Is that, is that sort of semi-alcoholic January? Yeah, it's, it's where you realize that you go, do you know what? My New Year's resolution is that I'm only going to drink three days of the week. And you realize that's really hard. And that makes you think, I'm definitely drinking too much if <laughs> only drinking three days of the week is too hard. <laughs> Thanks, lockdown. Because, <laughs> mm. I mean, I was a saint before. Before lockdown, it was orange squash before bed for me, and that was it. It certainly wasn't four bottles of whiskey in the cupboard any one time. No. Oh, not for long. Never for long. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Laura, and I'm also drinking a non-alcoholic beer, but mine is a Club Tropicana. Tiny Rebel. Ooh. Very nice. That, just, that surely just tastes like fruit juice. It, yeah, it's like um, a bongo. Oh, Okay. But with like a bittery, beery undertone. Well, yeah, right? yeah, slightly bitter, bitter undertone. But yeah, it's basically like tropical squash. So like the thought of a of a boozy umbongo sounds pretty good right now. Mm. Maybe if you just left an umbongo in the cupboard for years, eventually it would ferment. It would probably start to glow. <laughs> you would. <laughs> it like coke goes green. You'd leave it for long enough. Would it stay as a liquid though? I get the feeling you'd open the tin and it would just kind of pour out as a solid lump of like mm. sugar. <laughs> oh well, can't drink it. May as well cut it up and slice it. <laughs> Nibble the corners of it every now and again. Yeah. Oh, and if Laura and I complete, uh, like, interrupt each other, it's because we're sitting next to each other because we live together because we're married. Wonderful. <laughs> that's not going to make the edit difficult at all. I like how that was oh, that, just... that was the last part of the of the explanation. We, we, we sit together. We live together. We're married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's proximity is my foremost concern right now. Oh, thank you. And I'm Jamie, and I'm drinking a delicious summer fruit squash because that's the only thing that I have other than water, and I've not left the house in about a week. Pity oh, me. Geez. Pity me, internet. I have no booze. Are the South Wales police still, like, patrolling around? All, all, all six of them yep. are <laughs> out in force. They've got both cars. It's like a relay fun run. They high-five each other as they swap shifts. Oh, God. I think so. Mark Drayford would definitely arm them for lockdown. Like, he's got, he's got that kind of that slight crazy vibe to him now. Ooh, who's Mark <laughs> Drayford? The, uh, the First Minister for Wales. Ah, that's why I've never heard of him. He's calling all the shots. Cool. I mean, it, it, it's time to shine for people in, in that sort of role, isn't it? You're in this you know, government role that in theory is very powerful, but nobody has heard of it because you're a province. And so <laughs> this happens. Then you go, wow, I get to make big announcements. He's definitely making the most of it. Oh, yes. He <laughs> he's, he's seen Nicola Sturgeon and he's gone, I want a bit of that, but yeah. without any of the Scottishness <laughs> or charisma. Hold, hold, hold on there. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, what is the Infinite Escape Room, you may be wondering? Well, we're I about am. 200 episodes in, so if you still are, then 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 go back. No, don't go back. <laughs> Some of them are bad. Some, <laughs> no, don't go back to the beginning. Some of them are quite bad. But after about episode 40, we really hit our stride. Mm. So, yeah, feeling good. The Infinite Escape Room is an escape room like any other you may be familiar with, but this one goes on forever, stretching into the past and into the future as far as the eye can see. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links seamlessly, or sometimes not very seamlessly, into the next room in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week in the Infinite Escape Room, one of us shall present a carefully crafted puzzle for the others to try and solve. There is a time limit. If they fail to escape within the time limit, bad things happen to them. And if they break anything, they lose their deposit. Though, while we're here, I have never, ever been to an escape room that requires a deposit. Have you, Jamie? Only the very high-end ones. We don't get, we don't get, any, we, we don't get those in South Wales. But they are out there. I imagine so, probably somewhere. Maybe like on, a, on Richard Branson's private island, you might have to get... Uh, Oh, that's a good venue for an escape room. We must do that. <laughs> no, mm. Escape, 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 Necker. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I come to think of it. I mean, I suppose, I suppose you just—if you break anything, you pay for it. I think we had to do the deposit because people just kept on trying to solve puzzles by break breaking them. stuff by smashing them. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's if you true. take baby twelve escape rooms, people will start yeah, we, to do we've done that in real life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did that happen? Okay, yeah, we, um, we went. We went to an escape room. Uh, it was the second time we'd been there. Um, with Alan and Bailey, and um, they remembered us. Uh, and this was this was probably about a year after yeah, the first, yeah. about, about nine months after the first time we'd been there, and they remembered us. And they're, they're like, "Oh, the, the ones who tried to pull the thing off the wall." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. and she did it again. She tried to take a full unit off the wall because she couldn't come and what it did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I I can't work out what this does. So I'm going to remove. I'm it. I'm just going to pull at it. Well, I think I think she thought it might come off the wall if she pulled hard enough, like as, oh as part of the puzzle God. mechanic. To be it was fair, the first time we went, um, she slapped the emergency exit because the door wasn't opening fast enough. Frightened the life out of the poor person behind the door. <laughs> she is, with our time. She is not alone in these silly things. I have watched many a team do a stupid thing. We used to give teams, mm. um, we used to give teams a screwdriver. We still give them a screwdriver, but it is now a screwdriver with a head on it that only interacts with a single bolt in the entire room. I've checked it floor to ceiling, the whole, <laughs> the whole area. There is nothing else this thing can be used for. Because they used to get a Philips one, which interacted with quite a lot of things, even though it's quite obvious what you need to use it for. And the amount of stuff that would get taken <laughs> apart on a semi-regular basis, oh my Christ. Maybe if I take off this entire picture frame that is screwed into the wall, maybe there's something <laughs> hidden behind that. Maybe if I remove the panel behind the smoke machine and deactivate the smoke machine, maybe that's part of it. Oh. <laughs> Maybe if you've got any like household chores, like plugs that need changing, you could just leave them in the room and then let people do them. For you. <laughs> might, it might work. It might work. Lovely. Um, what comes next? I know I should know all this. If this was a test, you would be failing, John. I know. I know. Fortunately, it's not the test. I've passed the test. So, like any driver, I can now be as bad as I like. <laughs> <laughs> have we? Um, have we declared what our deposit's going to be? Oh shit! Let's do that. You must choose. Oh, something valuable. Jamie's freedom. That's long gone. We're all good. We could put the view from the window. Oh, mm. I value the view from the window quite a bit at the moment. The sole bit of light in my days. <laughs> as, as a non-garden owner, as a non-attached garden owner, I very much value that slither of the outside world I can see from my desk. Aww. <laughs> That's very pitiful. So your deposit shall be all of your slivers of the outside world. I've just gone and put that on the patio. <laughs> 
Are we ready? Oh, yes. yes. Then let us enter the infinite escape room. I, I, wonder, I wonder if we if we should say, uh, for the listener's benefit at the outset, I have had a couple of instances in the past of uh, putting things into rooms that were not ethically, morally, or spiritually appropriate uh, for public consumption and have been uh, called out on this by other members of the group. And this has led me to consulting the moral compass of the infinite scope room, which is Mr. Tony Conway. Though unfortunately, I consulted him a little late in the day on this one. So um, he gave his um, absolute refusal to have anything to do with it with about 90 minutes to go. Uh, so I have, uh, I have um, changed the most egregious sins of uh, the room, but the uh, general shape of it remains the same. So see if you can spot what that egregious sin was. And I'm not telling you at the end because it was egregious. Oh, <laughs> ooh, exciting. Last week on the Infinite Escape Room, you found yourself barreling out of the wall of a shopping mall in a rather fancy sports car over a balcony and into a nearby canal. Uh, the sports car crashes into the canal, plunges you into darkness. In true Infinite Escape Room style, you are all rendered immediately unconscious. Lazy. Lazy. Oh, mm, mm. oh no. No, no, it's going to get much lazier than that. <laughs> Uh, you awake miraculously unharmed, still in your sports car, with birds singing around you and the rays of the wintry January sun shining down upon you brightly. Uh, you are not, as you had first thought, inside a canal, but you are inside water. A water fountain, to be precise. A rather ornate water fountain, next to another water fountain, next to a very ornate-looking building in the middle of Washington, D.C. <laughs> well... This must be none other than the First Lady's Water Garden. <laughs> is that actually a thing? <laughs> this is actually a thing. Who named that? And you are inside it. <laughs> hey, Bill. Bill, I'm inside the First Lady's Water Garden. <laughs> yep, this is all true. Um, yes, you are inside the First Lady's Water Garden, and you have just destroyed the water feature, but fortunately, nobody seems to have noticed. You are surrounded by the peaceful gardens. Just over the edge of the garden, you can hear the roar of a crowd, a very large crowd, a very peaceful crowd, and the happy melody of a lovely brass band playing because it's inauguration day. Yay! Yay. What a wonderful time of the four years. It's over. It's finally over. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, God. Just, just, just begun, my friend. Ah, uh, yes, it's Inauguration Day, the day before years when the United States of America, uh, the world's scariest democracy... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the end. Apart <laughs> from North Korea. Uh, yes, the world's scariest democracy swears in its new president. Uh, this is a democracy, by the way, that has absolutely no state religion, and they swear him in by him placing his hand upon a Bible, which makes complete sense. Though, to be fair to the Americans, to be absolutely fair, we, the British, do have a state religion. Our monarch, who is unelected, is the head of that state religion, and yet we spend most of our political lives trying to ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist. So there we are. You do have to ask for permission to do a democracy, though. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. You do. But she's also not allowed to say no. <laughs> I don't so, know. I, I, I kind of get the feeling at the moment, to be honest, if, you know, things went a certain way, I think people would side with the Queen. Just let her have a go. There's definitely been certain votes where I thought, mm, if she says no on this, I think I'd back her. 
It would be mm. constitutionally completely wrong and very anti-democratic, borderline fascist, but I think I'd back her. Mm. Anyway, moving <laughs> swiftly on. Uh, the atmosphere is jovial, though the air is chilly and nobody has noticed your car crash. The time is uh, 11.30 in the morning and in about half an hour, uh, President-elect Bo Jiden will ascend the steps of the Capitol building and be sworn into office. Good job, I imagine we'd have to pay the licensing now. Cool. <laughs> Avoided a copyright claim. <laughs> you have 30 minutes until that happens, and your time starts now. What would you like to do? Okay. James, take to kicks off. Let's, um, let's take a quick look around. So we're, we're currently stuck in the fountain, am I right? Yes, that is correct. Excellent. Yes, you're stuck in a very ornate but quite shallow fountain. The sports car has sort of crashed into the middle of it and ruined it, but the water is still bubbling. And yes, you're surrounded by oily water and then the gardens stretching beyond. Excellent. Uh, I'll take a closer look at the fountain itself and see if there's anything that looks strange apart from the sports car, anything that sticks out. Nothing particularly. It's a very ornate fountain. It's in a kind of, it's a pair of squares sort of uh, next to each other with little diamonds on each corner. And by each diamond is a large blue plant pot with a variety of flowers in them. And uh, that, so that's the, the fountain itself. Uh, leading off in one direction from the fountain is the Rose Garden. Off in another direction is the amphitheatre. And then past the Rose Garden is the Lawn Terrace. Is there anything in the car with us? Uh, no. Can we take a little look at the plant pots, just in case you've mm -hmm. hidden um, an escape in a plant pot? Well, there are no empty ones, so nothing that you can get into. Uh, yes, there's uh, four plant pots, one at each corner of the fountain. They're blue, and they are filled with flowers. What types of flowers? They are full of irises. Hmm. The label tells you that they are iris germanica of various colours. Huh. Okay. Is it the sort of where you kind of you leave the labelling from the uh, from the garden centre back and then just never remove it? No, it's more the sort of you're an expert botanist, and this is a display garden, so you're telling the public what the flowers are. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, like the little, the little sort of green plaques that they put in, like a queue, and that. Kind of oh, thing. I thought it was like the little plastic <laughs> tag you get in the plant pot that you always forget to throw no, away. We're a little bit more advanced than that. Mm. It's like a really posh garden centre. Ooh. Mm. Uh, should we take well, a look? What's that big building off to your right? Oh, is it the Royal Botanical? The Royal? Oh, <laughs> is it the Botanical Gardens of America? I think it must be. <laughs> should we take a look at the Rose Garden first? That seems to be where all the uh, all the exciting stuff goes down. Okay, so you... Oh, God, it does, doesn't it? I hadn't even thought of that. Mm -hmm. um, what exciting stuff's happening in the Rose Garden? All the uh, the big speeches that the last guy would do. All the, ah, all the gaps. Ah, so you're thinking, you're thinking of the White House Rose Garden. Oh, you're this... not in the White House. You're in the First Lady's Water they, Garden. They, well, you're just leaving. They, it, both, they both have Rose Gardens. They do. Highly unoriginal. Inside the Rose Garden is a, uh, an interlocking series of curving gravel paths uh, with rose bushes in and around them. Can we take a look at, um, I guess, the nearest rose bush? Just walk up to the rose bush, give it a good old ruffle. It's a, a pink one, and if you ruffle it, some of the petals fall off. Hmm. Are they are all the rose bushes pink, or are they different? Uh, no, they're a variety of colours. There's some pink ones, some purple ones, some white ones, some cream ones, and some red ones. Do we have little um, little botanical labels for these as well? Uh, there are. You're gonna you're gonna ask me for what they say now, aren't you? What are they called? What are they called? <laughs> are they called? Rosius Pincus? <laughs> Some terrible vandal has stolen the labels. What a Fuckers. <laughs> 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 so the, uh, those interlocking gravel paths, um, mm -hmm. is it the kind that if you look at it from above, it makes the shape of a rose? No, if you look at it from above, it makes a sort of, um, sort of like one of those interlaced Celtic symbols with oh, like, okay. uh, the sort of bands going into another. Cool, I gotcha. Hmm. 
Uh, can we walk along the paths? See if we uh, anything uh, crops up. Um, some lovely roses do, uh, but nothing that seems significant. Hmm. This is like an empty garden. Should we move on to the amphitheatre? Okay, so uh, you take the path to the amphitheatre. Now, the path very quickly becomes a wooden walkway over a very large pond. Uh, the walkway stays very low to the pond, so the water's only just below you. Uh, the pond is full of lily pads and reeds, and there's also a small black boy uh, floating. <laughs> I just realised what that sounds like. Mm. <laughs> no, I think I found the egregious bit. No, 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 that wasn't the egregious bit. <laughs> That wasn't the egregious bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, John. To, to clarify, um, by boy, I'm, I mean buoy uh, for the uh, for the Americans who no doubt just had a real sharp intake of breath there. Uh, Assuming small, they even small, hear that bit. Mm, <laughs> a small, small black buoy floating uh, near the walkway. Can we reach the buoy to pick it up? You can. You can pick it up. There is a rope on the end of it. Ooh, let's uh, see where the end of the rope goes. So pulling the buoy... Sound feels so weird. Pulling the buoy up, uh, the rope goes quite a long way, several meters, and then on the end of it is a case. Ooh, well, that's, uh, that's... It is a large rectangular suitcase with two locks on it. It's the sort of case that in the movies somebody would keep a very large, even by American standards, gun inside. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, what are these two locks on the suitcase? Uh, so they're two, they're two rotary number locks. So each of them has three digits, and you'd like you turn the numbered wheels from zero to nine. There's two of them: one on the left and one of the right. Oh, and there is um, a smear of paint near each lock. On the left lock, there's a smear of red paint. On the right lock, there's a smear of blue paint. So we're just missing white, and then we've got the holy trinity of the American flag. Dun dun dun. I need some star colored paint as well. <laughs> uh, anything else on the suitcase? That's Notable. If you look at the reverse side, uh, somebody has scrawled something into the back of the suitcase. It says, roses are red, violets are blue, patriots are white, and I'm going to kill you, Bo Jiden. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> well, this, this sounds awfully reminiscent of, so we're recording this on the 13th of January, and last Wednesday, there was a little bit of a to-do, wasn't there? Bit of a disagreement. A little bit of a, yeah, mild, a mild hustle. And on Capitol Hill, where uh, a group of concerned citizens uh, decided to um, uh, lodge a complaint by busting in to the Capitol building with guns and stuff. How easy is it to get guns in the States? Like every like bearskin hat wearing nutter seems to own one. The, the very alarming thing is that um, they, they weren't actually particularly heavily armed. And, and the cops were heavily armed, which begs the question that why? Why at this moment? In the history of like armed police put downs, did the cops decide to to not be using their weapons? Actually, sorry, that's very unfair because at least one person did get shot, and uh, several people then died of medical emergencies. Which I don't know what that hmm. means. Okay, isn't every death a medical emergency? You think so? Yeah. Do you reckon if people bust in, maybe they just release the nerve gas or something into the Capitol building? I, I don't know how these things work. It's been yeah. mm -hmm. I think the point of all this is that they don't work. But there yeah, we the are. Video, the videos of the police letting people in was a bit weird, wasn't and it? Taking their mm. selfies and stuff for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. enough to make a conspiracy theorist mad. Oh, we'll get to that. Or I'm sure we will. Violently aroused. <laughs> depending on what type of conspiracy theorist you are, I suppose. Uh, the, the timer is running, guys. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. Sorry about that. Done it again. 21 minutes. Okay. Of course, we've got... So it was roses are red, violets are blue. Uh, I'm a patriot. Patriots are white. 
Roses are red, violets are blue, patriots are white, and I'm going to kill you, Bo Jaden. Okay, so we've got red, blue, and white. Red, blue, and white. So that potentially denotes an order of something. Yeah, but we've only got red and blue on the locks. Okay, should we... Is there anything in the other pond, on the, on the other side of the walkway? No, just more lily pads. Lily pads, cool. Should we keep going along the walkway? Yes, you were on your way towards the uh, amphitheatre. Let's keep going. Uh, case in tow. Mm. Case in tow. Uh, so you approach the amphitheatre. It's a simple stone, uh, three-tiered amphitheatre, uh, where talks and events about the uh, flora and fauna of the garden uh, are often held. There's nobody there right now. In the middle of the stage, though, there is a table and chairs, uh, and there is a book on the table. What does the book say? It is an index of American flora, an encyclopedic volume detailing any American flower you can imagine, both natives and exotics. And the flowers have both their botanical names and variety names listed as well. So it's like a big flower index. Hmm. So sorry, it has uh, their what names and what names? Uh, so uh, botanical names. So that's the Latin name of the flower. And there are a variety name as well. So for example, uh, Echinacea uh, is the, the Latin name of Echinacea. And the variety name might be... Uh, Sorry, Echinacea purpurea would be the Latin name, and the variety name might be uh, Magnus, for example. Yeah, the sort, of, sort of like a nickname. I feel like I'm learning a lot today. Yeah, this is edu- educational and entertaining. I wish I was learning the names of the roses as well. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that vandal stole all those. Signs. That's what I was really hoping for in this this episode. But alas, that'll be bonus content okay. for the patrons. Oh god! <laughs> Recite all the names of all the roses, <laughs> and they lost all of their subscriptions. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Patreons, I, I feel this would be a, well an apt moment. Sorry to dedicate this episode to one of our Patreons, Hilburton. This one is for you. Oh, we love you, Hilburton. Cool. Um, can we have a, a flick through the book and see if anything falls out or any pages are marked? Nothing falls out. No pages are marked. What what flowers have we found so far? We've iris. Irises and okay. Can we yeah? Can we look up iris? Uh, yes. Uh, are you looking up the the name the Latin name of the one that you found? Uh, yes. Yeah, I thought, I thought I'd go to I and then kind of scroll down the page until I got to IR and then so on and so forth. <laughs> uh, so the one you encountered earlier was Iris Germanica, uh, the intermediate bearded Iris, Iris Germanica. Uh, there are various varieties. Uh, they include Star in the Night, Dazzler, Wellspring, American Patriot, and Amethyst Glow. Oh, American, uh, American Patriot. Patriot. Interesting. Oh, I wonder if this something significant about how many pots of irises there are. That could be... Because if we're looking, for example, for... Actually, no, we're only looking for a red and blue code, aren't we? At the moment, yeah. Six digits altogether. Oh, so we're looking for six digits altogether. Okay. <laughs> so that could potentially be two digits for the red, two digits for the blue, and two digits for the white. Mm-hmm. So you are looking for six digits, but they're in two separate locks of three. Yeah. and okay. So there's three digits on one lock, three digits on the other lock. Hmm. And then the... We're looking for red and blue then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we've only got um, the... Latin name for the irises so far. So is there anything with the table and chairs that the, the book is on that's noteworthy? Nope. Hey. I have a feeling mm. we might find some more flowers in the lawn terrace. Capital idea, old chap. Are you going to head over to the lawn yes. terrace? Let's take a run. Okay, over to the lawn terrace. You go. <laughs> uh, the lawn terrace is a square green patch of lawn with a path going all the way around the outside. On the other side of the lawn is the main building of the botanical gardens. Uh, there are some doors there, uh, but it looks like it's quite shut up at the moment. Okay, are there any uh, flowers of note uh, around these gardens? As you start to walk around the path, you very nearly fall over because some soul has scattered marbles in your path. Kevin McAllister. Uh, you're going to have to explain that. 
Is that Macaulay, Home Alone? Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. I'm wondering if the incumbent is the one who's leaving, who's like gone and um, <laughs> stolen all the flower labels. Oh, yeah. Um, and is putting marbles one around. One final act kind of, of rebellion. <laughs> yes, but yeah. that would mean that Donald Trump was inside Bellani's water garden, and we know that. <laughs> oh, hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the payoff. I'm so getting screwed. <laughs> uh, so yes, you've fallen over, or nearly fallen over, some marbles. No harm done, though. Okay. Um, can we take a look at the marbles? You can. Uh, quite a few of them. There's some red ones and some blue ones. Oh, how many red ones? How many red and how many blue? <laughs> Counting them up, there are 17 red ones and 11 blue ones. There's also a banana skin. And now that you look at it closely, the handrail over by the main doors of the building appears to be covered in grease. Oh, that's really so. They're trying. Uh, it's like a, it's like a pratfall plot. It's like a Tom and Jerry job. Um, I tell you what, because I, I have quite positive feelings, or at least less negative feelings towards the uh, the incoming than I did to the outgoing. Uh, could I please take uh, my shoe off, get my sock, um, and just give that uh, give that rail a bit of a buff, just to um... you can you can rub the grease off the rail and onto your sock, you good citizen. You mm-hmm. nothing happens. Okay. You you just have a greasy sock. <laughs> Sweet. That'll come in handy later. <laughs> oh, so, oh, wait a minute. So we've got 17 red marbles, 11 blue marbles. Correct. Okay. How how many I mean just just purely out of out of interest. Uh, how many pots of irises were there? Cool. Four. Uh, there were four pots. I just, uh, I wonder if our six digits might be It's looks like a six digit looks like there's two threes, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, but perhaps because it was um, roses are red, violets are blue. Mm-hmm. So we've got our red and blue values, which are 17 and 11. Oh, never mind. I mean, we could do 017 and 011 and see if those work. Yeah, let's. Let's try that in the, the suitcase. So you try 017 on the left and 011 on the right, and the suitcase clicks yeah. open. <laughs> well done. Revealing the rigid foam imprint of a very large sniper rifle. The label on the inside of the case gives the model as a Barrett M107 and lists an effective range of 2,000 yards. Concerningly, the gun itself is missing. Is that the 50 caliber one? Yes, it is that big 50 caliber one. Very good. That is that is probably one of the coolest guns ever. I Unless you're being shot at by it. I, I guess Even then. what are the odds of that? <laughs> Even then, just like, I've been shot by a 50 cal. Yeah. Wow, they must, they must have gone all out for me. Yeah. Mum, mum, yeah, yeah, it happened. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the last words of many a jihadi was try hard. <laughs> anyway, in the absence of the gun, uh, there are a couple of items inside the case. There is a bit of paper and a mobile phone. What's on the paper? The paper is folded up, but unfolding it, it is an ordnance survey map of Washington, D.C. This is not a tourist map. This is a technical map, so it has... Uh, all the main locations on, it's got coordinates on, it's got a grid system. Yeah. Oh, it'll have elevations as well, because mm. Ordnance Survey has heights. So potentially we have a chap with a very large, beefy sniper rifle designed to be an uh, anti-light vehicle, perhaps at an elevated space, um, preparing for this inauguration. Mm. Sneak. I wonder if it's Donald Trump. <laughs> he could not operate a gun. I, I know his, his little hands couldn't get all the way around the trigger, could they? <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to use chopsticks. You have 12 minutes before the inauguration. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. anything on the mobile phone? Uh, the mobile phone is unlocked. Turning the screen on, it goes immediately to the 8chan website forum. <laughs> uh, 
the user was actually about to make a new forum post, but hadn't yet written it. And the user's forum name is Q. Oh, dear. <gasps> oh it's a QAnon thing. Goodness. The, the user has made many previous posts. Would you like a few examples? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ooh. Oh, would someone care to give it a read? The swamp runs deep. Sleepers everywhere. Think coats. Wheels in motion. Love Q. Hey, there's no love. There's no love. It's, it's just, just Q. Q. Uh, the second one. Lord, do you want to grab this one? 4, 10, 20. A, B, C, D, E. And the third one? And the third one is, please fix the bread and tidy up the ship. Q. And it's all in caps. And the fourth one. Sometimes you can't tell the public the truth. You must show them. Only then will people find the will to change. Crimes against children unite all humanity. Cross party lines. Difficult truths. Q. <laughs> Why is he from the deep sea? Because they all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get the feeling. Yeah, 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 Q person. That, no, no, I'd agree with that. That sounds about right. And then finally, goodness, uh, could somebody describe that, please? It looks like a pretty epic movie poster. It looks like it's a picture of outgoing President Donald J. Trump, who looks like he's had one side of his face horrifically sunburned, <laughs> or he's been like a trucker for forty years and he's got severe skin damage to that one area. The entire thing is red. There's the Washington Monument, and I think that's the the Capitol building. And it, it I'm having a hard time looking at it. That face is just awful. And it reads, in the invisible war for the future of our republic, the tables are now turned, and now the, and then this is the big title, hunters become the hunted, patriots in control. This feels like um like a show that would be repeated on like QVC or something. <laughs> like just mm. like a bad freeview channel. The inauguration begins in eight oh, minutes. Yeah, God. Oh god. Well shit. <clears throat> okay, so we've got an, an OS map of DC, a missing sniper rifle, and these QAnon posts. Should we take a look at the map, hmm. maybe, then? Yeah, take a look at the map, see if we can see a swamp. Yeah. Uh, there is no swamp. There is, of course, the reflection pool outside the Capitol building, which presumably is there to allow uh, the politicians to look into it and reflect on their lives. Uh, appropriately, the reflection pool is very shallow. It's also the uh, Ulysses Grant Monument, the Garfield Monument, which presumably is a giant ginger cat. <laughs> uh, but yes, all the uh, landmarks of Washington are there. Nothing is marked, nothing is highlighted. Okay thinking about these messages so they've been posted at particular times uh so let's see they've been posted uh 2019 2017 2020 uh, at different times in the day so we've got different dates and different times in the day so there's potentially just to focus you guys a little bit um these these are merely examples of previous posts that this person has made oh, of course there was a post that they'd made in the phone which they hadn't posted what does it read uh no it was empty oh, uh, but they were shit. just about to post a new one and then uh Yes, shove the phone in the case, dump the case, and left. Ah, so this is Q's phone. That would be a, a fair assumption. Uh-huh. Hmm. So what have, we even, what have we got that we've not really is there a, played with so far? Is there anything else on the phone, like last no, uh, contacted phone calls, that kind of thing? Do we all look at the botanical garden building in the head? Mm. Grease on the rail outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the doors are locked. Uh, the building appears to be shuttered for the moment. Uh, there is no grease on the rail anymore. Yay! <laughs> Yay, Michael! I think I reverted disaster. <laughs> um, so let's see. We've opened up the case. We still not used the flowers yet. Are there any Isis? We had Isis and Potus in the. Those well-known flowers. <laughs> yeah, isn't Isis a flower? <laughs> no. 
Oh. Isis was an Egyptian god. We had Iris earlier. Mm. That's what I'm confusing. <laughs> oh, president of the United States. Oh, is that what it means? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I float as his first oh, lady of the United God. States. Oh, my God. I don't I don't live in America. I don't need to know these <laughs> things. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> I know. PM and Queen. Four and a half minutes. Oh, dear. Shit. Okay. I have no okay, idea. Fo- w- would you like a little steer? Yes. You are on the right track with the flowers. Okay. The American Patriot is a type of iris. Yeah. It is. Is there any more information about that in the book? Um, there's a picture of it. It's got li- little kind of white top petals and a little blue bottom petal hanging down in the iris's beard. Hmm. We go and take a look at the irises and make sure they actually look they look like the picture. So uh, heading back to the uh, irises by the crash sports car, some of them are of other varieties, but some of them are definitely American Patriot irises, and there appear to be seventy seven of them. Okay, seventy seven. Uh, do we are there any other irises that match? Um, iris descriptions in the book. Oh, uh, no. Hmm. We've not done anything in the Rose Garden. Are there any irises in the Rose Garden? Having a scan around, there are not. Patriots are white. Are there any white roses? There are. Can we go take a look at the white roses? Uh, yes, there's a few dozen of them. Does that mean Patriots are white? The American Patriot is, a white, is white at the top? Oh, the American Patriot is white oh, yeah. at the top. You're right, yeah. yeah. So the American Patriot was a variety of iris, of which you have found 77. Three minutes. Um, okay. seventy-seven relevant. Then. So, would this be coordinates, perhaps, in the map? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, on the yeah, on the OS map that we've got, um, mm-hmm. what's the what's the grid reference across the top and the the side? Is it just numbers or is it uh, latitude? Latitude and longitude are marked. Latitudes running from uh, let's just say uh, the high thirties and longitude running in the mid to high seventies. Okay, so I think seventy-seven will be our long- longitude then. Uh, yes, that would be somewhere just west of the Capitol building. So what's our... We could run there and then just start running. Well, the trouble is you've only got longitude, so that would be every single building um, at that given longitude in a line just west of the Capitol building. Okay, so we need to find the other coordinate. Um, I must be something to do with the... I feel it's something to do with the roses. Yeah. Two minutes. Uh, do we, is there anything in that in the, the botanical book about roses that we can look at? Uh, yes, lots of varieties. But the red roses? Red roses, you say? Yeah. Ah, there are some red roses in the rose garden. <laughs> How many? There are 38. There was 39, but the ninth one has lost a couple of its petals. It had 10 petals, and now it's only got 8 petals. Was that from when I shook it earlier? No, it was pink when he shook. If we look at latitude 38.8, longitude 77. Ah, well that would give you the grid reference for that very famous Washington landmark, Burton Hill. Ah! Oh shit! Can we... Which sits just to the west, well, west-northwest of the Capitol building and uh, gives a rather commanding view of the building itself. Okay. One and a half minutes. On the phone, dial 911 and be uh, like, no. give me the FBI! Uh, oh, he seems to have run out of, um, of minutes. <laughs> yeah, it won't dial. You'd have to find some other way to use, uh, to use this person's profile to uh, oh, pros- prevent pros- this. Oh, yes. Okay, so yeah, we need to put a queue post but it would need to be something that would get all the raving Q nutters to do it. So I guess one minute. Uh, um, liberal rally happening on Burton Hill, filled with um, Hillary Clinton. Burton Hill, go go. Yeah. <laughs> what are you signing it? Sign as Q. Uh, sign. Oh, signing Q. Okay. And you hit the button. Uh, a group of uh, glorious patriots break off from the crowd and storm up Burton Hill. There is a scuffle. And the Capitol Police rapidly descend on them and very, very politely cordon the area off. Congratulations, you have saved the inauguration America D. 
democracy itself and possibly the world. Uh, now, you'd better get out of the First Lady's water garden before the President finds you in there. <laughs> he doesn't come this way. <laughs> you, have, you have sold my puzzle. Yay! Well done. <laughs> With 23 seconds to go. Oh, squeaky <laughs> bum. That was good. That was good. Thanks, John. Hell. Thank you. Thank you for playing. I really didn't want to lose that one because I was trying to imagine broadcasting episode where around inauguration time where the President gets shot would be really bleak. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably wouldn't get posted. Would you like to know the negative? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure I do. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's okay. Don't worry. I got you. I got you. Uh, would you like to know the negative ending? Sure. Yeah, go on. The crowd cheer as President-elect Bo Jiden slowly ascends the steps to the Capitol balcony and takes up his position for the oaths of office. Suddenly, a shot rings out over the crowd. Oh no, the assassin has found his mark. The bullet whizzes over the crowd and smashes into the bulletproof glass in front of the balcony and stops. And so does the next one. And before there can be a third bullet, an Apache gunship appears over the Capitol building and launches a barrage of missiles into Burton Hill, completely obliterating both the hill and the assassin. You have not solved my puzzle, but the professionals sorted it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, because... Oh, we could have ticked around more. <laughs> because at this inauguration, there will be more security than ever before. So stop worrying, people. It's going to be fine. Stroke, it has been fine because this is going out on Inauguration Day. So, um, cheers. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Yeah, there's currently 40,000 troops there, isn't there? Yeah, nice, nice one, America. Nice one. <laughs> you didn't so much done good as not done quite so bad. Yeah, yeah you done slightly better than the rest of the world was thinking you might. <laughs> which, let's be honest, is a nice change. <laughs> Imagine in like 2020 where everybody's just sitting there going, man, I really hope the 90-year-old white guy gets it. <laughs> like, what a situation to be in. Definitely. Oh, and I'm so sorry, uh, Hill Burton, um, for turning you into the grassy knoll. <laughs> there you are. Chin chin. Cheers. Chin chin. But we saved democracy, so it's all good. Yeah. Yes, uh, the Q posts, they're all real Q posts God. Um, that I scoured the internet for. And oh boy, what a rabbit hole do you have to go down I, for this I, stuff. Oh my I word. I don't even understand what half of it means. <sighs> anybody does. Isn't that part of the fun for them? Because they're like trying to interpret his shamanistic nonsense. Yes, that, so that's the shtick. Like Q posts these sort of cryptic, vague things. And then, no, believe it or not, there's, there's a framework for this stuff. So they call them crumbs, and they call the people who interpret them bakers. Oh, God. Which, if nothing else, totally misinterprets how baking works. Yeah, it's kind of all around, isn't it? <laughs> you don't start with the crumbs. <laughs> oh, that's some real seven-year-old's logic. I really like yeah. that. It's like, well, how, how do you think bread's made? Well, if you break bread apart, you get crumbs. Yeah. If you smush some crumbs together, do you bread. make bread? It's just yeah. like just oh, like Lego. Yeah, yeah, that's what bakers do. They just get the crumbs together. Problem yeah, solved. I mean, that's how uh, hairdressers make wigs, by sweeping up all the ends off the floor. So it, it, tra- it translates. Yeah. yeah. See, see, the logic makes sense. The logic makes sense. Q. I would love it if, if this, the whole QAnon thing was just a whole hoax from start to finish. It, it is a whole yeah. hoax from start to finish. I know that somebody's doing it on put the whole doing it. Being oh yeah, there, there is yeah. a there is a fifteen year old in Leeds. <laughs> That's why you, you know it's like Q never posts between the hours of like three thirty and four thirty p.m. UK time because that's when Q's having his chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I mean, some of them are just fantastic. Please fix the bread and tidy up the shit, Q. What? what? Mm, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> um, no, you didn't exactly escape, did you? You merely saved no. democracy. Is yeah. that not enough? 
I'm just thinking how it ends for the next one. Yeah, have we have we oh. escaped Trump? Uh, well, Biden. Sorry, Jiden. <laughs> Almost. For, I nearly opened myself up to a libel case there. By Joden. Um, by Joden. <laughs> <laughs> That's better, damn it. How did I not think of that? <laughs> by Joden and Mahala Karras. Uh, very good. Um, yes, they have been inaugurated, so uh, you are free from Trump, yes. Yeah, what, what happens to us, by the way? What's the next person picking up? <laughs> um, the pieces? <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, the I, crumbs. I, I, I run out of time. I finished writing the negative ending with about 10 minutes to go. <laughs> oh, wow. um, so I have not written uh, the ending. Oh, no, I've got it. I've got it. It's very, um, it's very easy. As the, as the police uh, triangulate the GPS signal of Q's phone and are closing it upon you, you've got no options left. So you dive into Melania's former bush and hide. <laughs> How you will escape next week, nobody knows. Oh, the garden. Yes. Satisfied. <laughs> Christ. Um, the first lady's water garden is a genuine place, but it wasn't um, put in by Melania. It was actually, um, the uh, I think it was inaugurated by Nancy Reagan, but it took them ages to actually get around to making it. So by the time they actually finished it, it was the year 2000. So it is dedicated to all of the first ladies who whose job, and I quote here, defies description, which mm. is just a way of admitting that we didn't really think about it when we founded this country, like what the First Lady would do. It didn't matter, did it? Yeah, it didn't really matter back then, and now it does. So we're just sort of feeling our way, I guess. Right, I better just punch up the ending. Oh, is there an, is there an outro handy somewhere? I could do your Q drop shot. <laughs> It'll be a Q drop, yes. Okay. Our outro is done by Q. I'm hearing furious typing as Mike punts down intro. An outro, even. Oh my god. Okay, so this is the new the new outro, folks. Listening, thanks so much for socks, a badger, nuclear missiles, subscriptions through podcatchers at our site, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. Donkey punch the state. We love our Patreons. You can join them for as little as one pound. What is a pound? One buck a month which is also available in dollars <laughs> dogs 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 Q how mysterious <laughs> what could he mean thank you for listening everybody assuming that you still are and aren't in the middle of writing me death threats we hope you enjoyed the episode we do get a little bit bleak at times but given that Tony absolutely signed off on all of this I'm sure it's totally fine thanks Tony <laughs> You can subscribe to us on all of your various podcasty feeds or at iTunes if you have the facility at any of those places to leave us a review and it's a tasteful one because we're tasteful, then please do feel free to do that. Other than that, you can find us on the web at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. And if you're feeling extra special and very much, very much in love with us uh, for, for our water gardens, yeah... Uh, then you could join the uh, rising legion of our Patreons. The storm is coming for as little as a pound a month, uh, which helps keep us online just about and uh, keep the episodes coming. Thank you, everybody. We love you lots, and we will see you next time on The Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.